When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We are officially over the hump and we are headed toward a holiday weekend. It could not be a better day. And I will tell you, I'm in a great mood today. After watching last night's live in front of a live studio audience. Wait, I think it was just in front of a live studio audience. In front of a live studio audience. I loved this project that they did. No, it was, it's live in front of a studio audience. That's yes, that. you're right. Thank you. Yes. it. This was a really awesome project with uh, Jimmy Kimmel kind of at the helm of it, where uh, they re-performed two sitcoms that were Norman Lear sitcoms live on stage in front of a studio audience. And they recast all of your favorite people uh, in characters with some modern you know, modern day TV actors. Uh, and they did an episode of All in the Family and an episode of The Jeffersons. Now, just to whet your appetite while we talk about this, should we play a theme song? Well, let's play the first theme song. So All in the Family, Woody Harrelson, Marissa Tomei playing the lead roles in that particular sitcom opposite um, Carol O'Connor and I forget her name now. Gene Stapleton. Gene Stapleton. Thank you. Uh, let's have a have a listen. We'll talk. Right away, Glendrilla play. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And you knew who you were then. Guys were guys. Everybody pulled his weight. G.R.O. LaSalle and Great. Those were That was a delightful <laughs> rendering. And a huge tribute to the original, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And then the theme song to the Jeffersons was performed by Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Here's a little bit of that. Part, Brad. I don't want to sing a long over 
Jennifer Hudson. I wouldn't either. One of the all-time best theme songs. Oh, for sure. And and having one of the best singers of oh. all time sing it was no joke. Oh my gosh! And all I could think was, can we please bring back the good theme songs? Yeah, we absolutely should bring back the uh, original uh, theme songs, and hopefully, more and more sitcoms will do this. But less and less we get sitcoms, so less and less we're going to get theme songs. Exactly. We're certainly going to get less. Uh, people don't have the time to sit through a theme song like that. I mean, just listening to it on the radio, you're like, that's kind of long. But honestly, I could sing that stuff all day. Let's just talk about this, these shows. Okay. So they were both on last night. I, just to give you perspective, had no, this was not on my radar at all. Neither wasn't on mine either. In fact, the only reason it was on my radar is because I happened to be watching, uh, Wanda Sykes new comedy special on Netflix which we'll talk about later in the show. But in, I wanted to do, like, I was trying to understand, like, when did this come out? What were people saying about it? And in that context, people were like, I'm so excited, or I'm super excited to watch Wanda Sykes tonight on, um, uh, live in front of a studio audience. And I was like, what is this live in front of a studio audience? And lo and behold, live sitcoms redone in the original with A-list celebrities why didn't we know about this? Right? Well, I'll tell you one reason why is because we don't watch network TV anymore. That's just Well, but you for me that's just the truth. Yeah, but usually the way they break through to get you to watch live TV, whether it's live musicals or whether it's a particular guest on a Tonight Show or something like that, you know, social media does the job. But social media dropped the ball on this one because I had no idea. Yeah. And once I found out what it was, I I watched and I was completely blown away. I was like, oh, my God, we need to be doing more of this. I want more of this as well. Now, um, you know, what I think is interesting is that this kind of all started because of Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel um, apparently is just like us. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with uh, the except sitcoms Richard. that, except Richer and has a lot more famous friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a lover of the sitcom, a lover of that format, recognizes what an amazing person Norman Lear is and what a national treasure Norman Lear is. Because in addition to the fact that he created some of the classic, you know, iconic TV sitcoms of all time uh, at their height as a form, um, as a genre, He's also still alive and also, by the way, still making television. So it was just, you know, he understood the power of Norman Lear. Mm -hmm. And obviously, together, they hatched this plan and they were able to almost do the impossible. I mean, I think of how much work it must have taken to put this together. Apparently, uh, Jamie Foxx and Will, uh, not Will Ferrell, um, Woody Harrelson Mm -hmm. were the first people that he contacted. He texted them and they were like, we're in. And then they just had to make sure everybody had the same time and, you know, they had to do schedules and stuff like that. But to make something like that work, again, two original sitcoms with the original uh, scripts. They changed nothing in the scripts. uh, Live. Yeah. So everybody, all of these A-list actors, Marissa Tomei, uh, Woody Harrelson, I mean, I could go on and on and on and mm-hmm. on. I mean, literally even Jimmy Kimmel, as he's thanking everybody, he's like, I can't mention everybody's name because there's too many of you. All of these people were able to come together in the same place, in yeah. the same, on the same day, at the same time, and recreate something very magical that used to just be the expectation. Right. Right? Like, that happened every week. 
in Hollywood several times a week because, you know, these shows were exactly what, you know, that's the way television used to be. You know, and actually that you, you just saying that tickled something in my mind that made me realize one of the things that was so magical about sitcoms of that era um, was the fact that many of them were taped in front of a live studio audience. And so you did get that sort of, Mm, I know this sounds really woo-woo, but that exchange of energy mm-hmm. between the people who were inhabiting the characters and the audience that was giving them that feedback in the moment. Now we have those single camera um, sitcoms that we watch. You know that they have problem. They've done that scene. Who knows how many times? Yeah, and it sort of loses that energy. Now I know that they had to do scenes over again when they yeah. did it in front of a live studio audience, but there still was that palpable energy between the exchange between an audience and the performers who were inhabiting those characters that gate that sort of elevated it in a way. And I will say, you know, Holly had this hot take, which prevented her from actually engaging this experience. Mm-hmm. Holly, do you just want to share your concern well my hot take was that i was afraid that this show was going to make me hot with secondhand embarrassment meaning the actors the performers the whole thing just would not translate in 2019 so i just decided to spare myself it out the secondhand embarrassment Uh and i will say if you did not like this is very much i think like we were all having tv schmorgasms right Uh like because this just reminds us of the golden days of golden era of television but if you were new, if you were of a certain age and you've never seen a show like this before, you know, I could see where you'd be concerned or you'd be worried that, and I'm not saying this is you, Holly, I'm just saying in addition to the concerns that you had, which I'm sure a lot of people had, if you're from a younger audience, you equally are probably like, what is this? I don't understand why this is funny. What is the importance of this? So that, you know, could could create the opportunity for you to think, oh, I don't know about this. I will say, though, watching it, I had my, you know, suspicions up or my apprehension up. I had my, you know, uh, defense mechanisms up and ready to judge this thing. Yeah. And I will tell you that I thought it was delightful. I mean, it is what it it was, what it was. It's almost sort of a museum piece, right? It's Mm -hmm. almost sort of, but you kind of understand that. But with that understood, of course, it's not going to be the same as it was when it first aired on the on TV no. in the 1970s for crying outside. So what is that? Almost 60 years ago? The 1970s? Well, 50 years ago? Yes. Yeah, almost 50 yes. years ago. So, you know, half a century ago, of course, I don't expect it to have the same impact that it does. But for what it was, I think it held an, an incredible impact and it shows you the power of that format such that I don't feel like we need to abandon it altogether in this day and age. I agree with you. And and one of the things that they did so artfully, and you see that when you rewatch these sitcoms in the reimagining with people, with modern, with people that kids these days would know, Mm -hmm. um, you see how artfully they were able to weave stories about social issues into a comedy format. And I'm not saying that we don't do that now. But we don't do it the same now. It's not done in the same way that that Norman Lear was able to do it with these sitcoms in that day and age. And watching them now in 2019, you both realize how much things have changed 
and how little things have changed. Yeah, especially with race, right? Yeah, and that's, I think, part of what was, um, there, there was sort of a deeper level as I was consuming those shows where that was hitting me on a different level. Um, that we have come so far and yet we've not come that far at all. I will say the thing that I found striking, and again, you know, for those of you who maybe don't understand the importance of these two shows, there's just so much we could spend an entire hour talking about this probably, but uh, the thing that I found striking was that the way they talked about race so openly is not something we would be comfortable doing on TV today. Not at all. Certainly the words we used, and I mean, they use they use an incredible, uh, they use as a series, All in the Family in particular, because of their main character, used an incredible amount of you know, racial slurs and epithets that we certainly wouldn't be comfortable with. And in fact, in the... Um, the Jefferson's sitcom, they actually used the N-word. They bleeped it, but they used it because it was in the original script. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Hudson talked about afterward, you know, the importance of doing that. It was honoring what that show did um, in a way that also didn't offend today's audience. Right. But I found some lessons in the fact that people in in the direct way people were willing to talk about race on that show mm-hmm. in that moment from the night, you know, early 1970s mm-hmm. that we just would not be comfortable talking about. We're very open today about things, thankfully, and willing to have deep conversations, but not on that level. No, right? no, absolutely not. And I think we even substitute those conversations um, that, that they were having more bluntly in that day with other other things I'm not entirely comfortable with, and I, I, I and I'm, of course, waited till we have no more time to sure. try to explain that thought. But I will just close by saying this: I think if you did not get the opportunity to watch it, it certainly is worth going back and watching on Hulu the the live uh, in front of a studio audience from last night that featured All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu. I know that for sure. So if you've got time, it really is worth it. Um, and frankly. I don't know about you, Bradley, but I hope that they do more of this. Oh, gosh, more than the live musicals. I, I, I kind of feel like I've had my fill of live musicals. I want to watch old episodes of The Facts of Life, of I Love Lucy. I mean, you name it there. We could do this for hours. Yeah. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 107. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought Another day is here and you're ready for it What to wear? Check Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
collect all the dirt, all of it. Every single <laughs> last bit of dirt from Hollywood. So much dirt. Yay. All right, you guys. Luann De La Seps violated her probation, taken into custody. Bye. She is kicking off her cabaret tour. She's coming to yes. Minnesota here. She's coming to Mystic soon. She is now um, having to deal with her probation officers who accused her of violating their original terms. So she appeared in court and was given a new set of rules to abide by. She was also released from custody in open court later in the morning. This is all happening today. Okay. She says, I'm continuing continuing to go to my meetings using the measurement device, seeing my therapist, and attentively living up to the terms I set. I confidently look forward to getting this behind me and moving ahead. Now, she has to have a Soberlink breathalyzer monitoring device. Um, she has had all sorts of troubles. Yeah. With this probation. And this all happened when she threatened to kill a police officer when she was drunk and attacked the officer in Palm Beach Christmas Eve 2017. She agreed to a plea deal in the case to avoid jail time, went to rehab, but then violated her probation probation by drinking a couple of mimosas. Okay. (sighs) A couple of mimosas worth going to jail, apparently? She was accused of not taking her probation seriously earlier this month because she confessed to her probation officer that she drank two mimosas following a cabaret performance Mm -hmm. in Chicago. And at that time, she refused to be monitored using one of those alcohol ankle monitoring devices or enroll in an outpatient treatment program at the time. She is a fascinating person in that she really portrayed herself as one thing on The Real Housewives. And then it turned out that she was not that thing at all. So I didn't, I, you know, Unlike I never everyone have, else yeah, exactly. on that show. But yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I've never really been a fan of that show, so I don't even quite understand. Well, she was what the countess, was. and she yeah. was married to a guy who was a count, and they'd been married for a really long time, and and she she had this whole like etiquette thing, like mm. she was the one there to show the other girls how to be, and that she was the one who was to show them how to be classy, and she would look down on them if they would get too drunk or behave badly, and oh, then, and then when it all came out, mm-hmm. was that. She, her husband had been cheating on her for years. She hides in door or in alleys and smokes cigs up a storm, is drinking constantly. Her marriage fell apart. And then she was, um, has just been dating and had one disastrous relationship after another. And so it's been, it's like, and, and I think where a lot of the housewives kind of show try to show that they have more money than they do. This was like she was trying to show that she was a fully different person. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the exhaustion of that has to be a lot. Anytime yeah. somebody tells you not to do something. Yeah. I always wonder about those people mm-hmm. when they start to tell other people how to live their lives. You're like, hmm. yeah, why are we doing like the Wendy Williams situation, mirror. like mm-hmm. calling out yeah. women for what they're putting up with from their mm-hmm. significant others and then look at her relationship. Yep. Hayden Panettiere's boyfriend, uh, Brian Hickerson, charged with felony domestic violence. Oh, yikes. He could be facing jail time following his arrest earlier this month. Um, it's one felony count of injuring a spouse, cohabitant, girlfriend, etc. If convicted, he faces up to four years in prison. No so joke. this is all related to um, these two got into a fight and it was a physical altercation is what the police department says. So he was arrested on May 2nd. I mean, this is a, a horrible... This is not the dad of her daughter, by the way. Yeah. But he's... what? Isn't he uh, some sort of sports figure? Yeah. And he's... I forget. Like, 
gigantic. And I mean muscular gigantic, if I remember correctly. Mm. And she's... He's an aspiring actor. Okay, so maybe this is a different person than yeah. that. Oh, no, you're thinking of the big, tall, like, Russian guy. Yeah, She's maybe not I with am. him anymore. Yeah, that's okay. Vladimir Klitschko. That's okay. the father of her four-year-old daughter. Okay, so, okay. He's this guy is the newer guy. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's trouble. Yeah, there we go. Okay, you guys, got to run. Thank you for that uplifting news, Bye. Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> when we come back, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651 641 1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 12 30. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi, Biashe. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today? Please and thank you. Uh, the person who we will be engaging with during this game is Heather, and uh, she is playing for a prize, I believe, correct? Heather uh, is playing for this, Holly? My Talk 1071 <laughs> t-shirt. Fabulous. Heather, Heather, Bo Beather, Bonana Fana, Faux Feather, you are playing a game. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Who played the female lead in the 90s movie The Bodyguard? Oh, that's Wait. Monday. <laughs> I was like, why is that's he asking Monday's the same question? So like, Heather. Oh, Heather. He has to get Darn. to the correct day. You were going to have all the answers correct because, of course, you listened on Monday. Heather. But now here are Thursday's That was questions. just a warm up. You're fine. Okay. Calm down. Okay. I don't need all this attitude. Here we go. <laughs> Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Sarah Connor is a protagonist in which film TV franchise? Uh, Terminator. Who plays Captain Jean-Luc Picard in the Star Trek The Next Generation? Oh, uh, mm, pass. Who wrote the book To Kill a Mockingbird? Mm, I know this. Pass. What is the name of Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle website? Oh, that one I don't know. Scooby-Doo is what breed of dog? He's a great Dane. Who plays Captain Jean-Luc Picard in Star Trek The Next Generation? Oh, oh Heather. Heather. I feel, I feel like so I sorry. I cursed Heather. No, you didn't curse Heather. I will say I found it impressive that she knew the answer to the one question I would have never known the answer to. Which one? Scooby-Doo is what breed of dog? Oh. Yeah, I guess I... I just didn't think he was a breed. He was just Scooby Doo. It never Scooby occurred to me to think about his breed. But uh, the rest of them, let's go back and answer the questions that Heather did not get correct. Jean Luc Picard uh, in Star Trek: The Next Generation plays uh, is played by Patrick Stewart. And uh, who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird? My favorite book of all time, Harper Lee. And uh, what is the name of Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle website? Poosh. Poosh. Now that we've answered all of those questions, we can move on and solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us today. In this segment, we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Celebrity gossip mysteries. All right. Colleen Bradley, try to solve this one. 
This A-list talk show host just signed a new lucrative deal. The thing is, though, the deal allows for guest hosts up to half the time. Wow. Is it Ellen? Ellen? Well, you could think that, but wrong She just signed a three-year deal. Somebody else. Oh. Who was a talk show host just signed a deal. Is it a nighty type talk show? A nighty type? (laughs) Do you mean like Jimmy Fallon? No, I don't mean Jimmy Fallon, but it is a person who hosts their show at night. James Corden? No. Well. You just talked about him earlier this hour. Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel. He just signed an extension for his contract to host Jimmy Kimmel Live through, I think, 2021 or 2022. Let me fill in the blank for you. Okay. So Jimmy Kimmel just signed a new lucrative contract deal over at ABC. The thing is, though, the deal allows for guest hosts up to half the time. Now, the reason people are going with Jimmy Kimmel. Now, Ellen, fantastic guest. She also extended her contract through 2022. But Jimmy Kimmel has a lot of guest hosts. Oh, oh, I guess I didn't know that because, well, I'm mostly asleep. I don't watch that <laughs> yeah. show. I'm watching my dreams so, at that point. watch out for Jimmy Kimmel Live to not be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, a lot over the next couple of years. Okay, well, he's I, obviously know, got other ideas in mind. Oh, I, you who, know who, does, I just, who usually guest hosts his show? All sorts of people. Okay. Yeah, a rotating roster Well, that's why I thought Ellen, because Ellen frequently has other people mm-hmm. showing up, other celebrities. Mm-hmm. Guess All right. we'll see. Or not. Or I'll just hear about it. Okay, well, well, what's next? <laughs> when we were waiting, what's next? We're not going to break yet because we got oh, some more good. celebrity gossip good. mysteries to solve in the form of blind items. Try to solve this little hot nugget of gossip. This reality family is doing their best to get this foreign-born former A-plus list boy bander to film some episodes of the show, but he wants no part of how they will try and make him look no matter what they say. But if the family really wants ratings, all they have to do is let the one star tell her truth. Oh, this is mm-hmm. this is uh, Harry Styles and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Harry Styles? Yes, and it's uh, it's Kendall Jenner that oh. he's saying if she would just be upfront about her desires in life, then that would get the ratings that they want to well, get. Did you see the headline today that she broke up with yes. her boyfriend officially? So. That mm-hmm. would be setting her up to ding, possibly ding, ding, be ding. with Harry Styles. This is, okay. Let me fill in the blank uh-huh. for you just to make it official. So the Kardashians, Kris Jenner, are doing their best to get Harry Styles to film some episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But Harry Styles wants no part of how they will try and make him look no matter what they say. Now, if the Kardashians want ratings, all they have to do is let Kendall speak her truth. Interesting. Now, rem- what does that mean? Well, the rumor has always been that she is um, that she prefers women. Well, the rumor has always been that he prefers men. So, so it looks like everything's beard fair. Plus, beard <laughs> equals probably the Kardashians see it on the next season of the Kardashians. So, I think that's really. I mean, that is an interesting insight. Hmm. Yes, and the two of them were photographed together at the Met Gala earlier this month Mm -hmm. with headlines insinuating that the two of them were getting flirty together. Mm -hmm. Now, they had been linked to each other in the past as well. Mm -hmm. So, Hmm. Hmm. Well, and that would also solidify his role as a class A beard for secret lesbians. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift. A la Taylor Swift. Uh Uh-huh.
How very 1990s of us. I know. Progress, please, everybody. Here's another blind item for you, Colleen and Bradley. Try to solve this. The only reason this foreign-born singer went back to a certain hair color prior to an upcoming tour is because she was paid a ton of money to do it by a company that sells hair products. Huh. A foreign-born, did you say? Yes. foreign-born singer who went back to a certain hair color. Uh, would that be Lady Gaga? Nope. She's not foreign-born. No. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're um, right. So foreign-born born. who's got a new hair doo-doo. Where, yeah. What part of the world? Uh, in Europe. And I will tell you, I'm over at this person's Instagram account right now. And uh, it is exactly what the blind item is saying oh. is to be true. Interesting. She's going on an upcoming tour. It's a small tour okay. just of her home country. Uh-huh. So is it a Spice Girl? Yeah. Is it a Ginger Spice? Yes. Oh, she went back to Ginger's? Yes. Her preference shade is 74 Mango. Okay. By the way, the according mango. to Jerry Hallowell's Instagram account, you know her as Ginger Spice. She had been sporting blonde hair for quite a number of years, but she's back to her origin, or her original, original fake. fake hair color, uh-huh. which is a nice shade of 74 mango. Well, I mean, okay, so that sounds totally plausible, and I don't know that I would hold that against her. If somebody wanted to pay me a bunch of money to go back to my original award-winning hair color, I'd do it. I will say she looks fantastic. Yeah. She does. And that hair color is amazing. But saying in the blind item that Jerry Hallowell would not have changed her hair back to red if it was her choice, Mm -hmm. but she was willing to sell out and cash in. I mean, mean, I would dye my hair. Anybody wants to give me millions of dollars to dye my hair? Yeah. Done and done. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Sell me I mean, that's all you gotta do? It grows back. Plus, she looks amazing. I mean... She's going to be gorgeous either way. I I, I celebrate this. Uh, thank you for that optimistic and uplifting blind item, Holly. You're welcome. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got another Chonus bonus. Yes. Yes. Um, there's a director who is telling us all about Priyanka Chopra. Somebody she knows very, very well. And turns out he knows her pretty well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll tell you what he says about Priyanka Chopra after this on My Talk 107.1. But we are the only ones who are speaking the truth about Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Tell us about it, Brad. We got a Chonus bonus, Woo-hoo. you know. Uh, Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas, fake celebrity marriage. They both did it for celebrity, for fame, for money, for jobs. To up-level their and careers. And you don't got to take my word for it. You just got to take the word of one. Salman Khan. Holly, uh, you've actually met Salman Khan and have a picture with him. Can you please tell us about uh, the importance of an actor like Salman Khan in India? Like, so, yeah. Like, who would he be in the United States? Salman Khan would be like Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, level. George Clooney level of fame. A plus plus he list is, a la yes. our Crazy Days and Nights. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He would be permanent A plus list movie star. Now put a pin in that because I want to know how you got to meet him. But anyway, back to the story. Salman Khan is on Team Cobra. Yes. In regards to Chonus. 
And you don't have to take our word for it. So he was talking to the Mumbai Mirror, like literally having these are not. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, exclusive sources, blah, blah, blah. He's talking. He wasn't talking in a mirror <clears throat> in Mumbai. He was speaking to, to the Mumbai the mirror. Mumbai mirror. Thank you. <laughs> and he had said, now get this. So, um... There was a movie they were supposed to do together. Priyanka ended up not doing the movie. I'll tell you why, and we'll get to that in detail. But in regards to that, he says of her not doing the movie, Mm -hmm. thank you, Priyanka. I will always be thankful to her. Bharat was about to go on the floors. I don't know what that means. I think Bharat is the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. On the floors, maybe it was about to begin production. Mm -hmm. And just five days before the shooting, Priyanka meets me and says that she wouldn't be able to work in the film. Now, if Priyanka hadn't left Barat, how could we have brought Katrina aboard? Well, Katrina is the actress that ended up taking her place. So what he was saying is, thank you, Priyanka. This for making us, way for this other amazing for other, this other amazing actress. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are like, oh, that's interesting. Let's pick at that a little bit. Thank you, Priyanka. Like, oh, thanks to you. We, you know, blah, blah, blah. They took that as a dig. So then they asked him to explain the dig. And that's when he, you know, so already you're kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Tell me more. Right. Uh-huh. So then he goes on to say that Priyanka was offered this meaty role in this movie called Barat. Have you seen it, by the way, Holly? Uh, it's not out yet. Oh, OK. It's out June 5th. OK, good. good OK, so know. he's clearly promoting it right now. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, he says she chose to play the role of wife. He's talking about this Katrina or no. Uh, excuse me. Priyanka was going to play the role of wife. But Katrina is not playing the role of wife, and hence she's uh, playing the character in Barat. Blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter. Here's what I want to get to. Um, When he asked if he had had a conversation with Priyanka lately, Salman said, no, even after the release of the trailer, Priyanka didn't call me. Now, if she had some genuine problem, then it's all right. I I believe whatever happens, happens for the good. Uh, She came to me one day and said that she is going to get married and hence won't be able to work on the film. I mean, I told Priyanka that we'll adjust the dates for her. She said that she isn't sure how much time she needs for the preparation of her wedding. So basically, Priyanka showed up to this film that Uh she was supposed to do, that she had promised she was going to do, that any actress in India, and Holly, feel free to echo that fact, would give to act opposite Salman Khan in a large Indian Uh mega production. Yeah, and I will tell you that the woman that replaced... Priyanka Chopra in this movie, Katrina Kaif. She's a superstar too. Yeah. So, and this is a big to do release that has yet to come out yet, but it's a big movie. Well, and Priyanka Chopra is big in India. What she, what the marriage to Nick Jonas was supposed to help her do was to become that big in the United States. Right. Yeah. So he further goes on to say that she was in no mood to make any changes because they were like, well, we'll, you know, We'll mm-hmm. adjust accordingly to accommodate your wedding. I mean, this is not impossible, but she didn't know how long it was going to take. 
While many would give anything for the film or maybe even leave their husband, Priyanka left the film. So he's basically saying like <laughs> she, you know, had yeah. no time for us and what most people would, you know, break off their leg for. She had no time for. Um, though fans miss the chance of seeing them together. Will they try to work together again? Salman says, quote, I would definitely work with her in the future. If she gets me a meaty role, why wouldn't I work with her? So he's like, he realizes what's going on right. here, which is that her the bigger role for her was to be the wife of Nick Jonas. Yeah. Right. So he's well, like, this, in- this biatch didn't have time for us because we, you know, are over here and are not a court, you know, a part of her grandiose plan. There was a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that sort of mm, I, I sensed some snark in one of the quotes that you kind of glossed over, Bradley, which was essentially when he said um, that uh, she chose to play the role of a wife. But Katrina is not playing the role of a wife, and that's why she's playing this character in Barat. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, like he literally calls out the fact that Priyanka Chopra was like, I she got another to play role. This, role this was here. a little more long term, if you know what I mean. Well, and by, I got to play wife. By the way, Salman Khan and Katrina Kaif used to date back Ooh. in the day. What they about, were a couple for four years, I believe. What about mm-hmm. Priyanka and Salman? Uh, I. I bet that they've worked together, but they haven't been in a relationship together. I just think it's delightful because, you know, we've spent all this time like, you know, pointing fingers at these two. That is Priyanka and Nick and talking about how they're both leveraging their fame, you know, for their own careers. And, you know, you can say that's fine. That's what actors do. They're not alone. Yeah, I'm not trying to unfairly pick on. I just love the delightful, you know, way that they have gone full force into this in a way that you don't have to be a rocket science to point out. You don't have to go deep. This is not a deep track on Team Cobra when it comes to fake celebrity relationships. This is out there for everybody to see who's paying attention. Chief among them, one of the biggest stars in India who's like, I have no time or I have no problem calling out, you know, Priyanka Chopra for what she's doing. And he does it, you know, as you read in that uh, previous quote, in a delightfully artful Mm -hmm. uh, or literary way that makes you understand exactly what he's trying to say yeah so you know it's this is the thing that gets me about their marriage is they could have elevated their career with a dating relationship had they gone public with that but it's like they went public with the dating relationship and so soon after went public with the marriage stuff clearly there were no holds barred do you see what i'm saying this was an arrangement they executed it because they had things in the works both uh, on both their ends. They both had movie projects in the works. They had to, you know, they had to go real big relationship, or else really go home. I don't know. I'll share something with you. I've been in a relationship for 10 years. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten married yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we will. Maybe someday. Um, you plan according to how your life happens, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You don't, but some people, and it's not that some people don't, meet each other and five minutes later they're married sure that does happen but this just seems so blatantly calculated because i feel like any other relationship would just be like well we'll we'll, let's see what happens right we're both big stars we both have projects that we're currently working on these two were like we're doing it and they had paid sponsorship opportunities happening simultaneously yeah so that was lined up i mean that was not 
that was not something that happened like, so as organic. they announced things. Those things were lined up ahead of time so that they could make an yeah. announcement about getting married. You don't have to believe me. I don't care, but no. it's true. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We just make tapping your life into reality. Just accept what we say and, and your be life fine. will be so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, hey, what is the silly little habit that you wish you could break? Not the big habits, not the big like health related habits, but like something silly that you do every day. It's a habit. You wish you could break it. 651-641-1071. I'm not bragging, but Chrissy Teigen and I have the same little. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area. And now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.